welcome, welcome, welcome back to Black Girls Have Anxiety 2 with your hosts, Aloria and Ashley. Um, happy New Year, everybody. How are y'all? How's everything going? What's going on, Ash? Happy you know, New Year. I'm good. I'm happy I made it to 2021 because 2020 was long, long. It was a lot. Of, it was it was long. That's probably the best it, way I can describe it. It was like five years long. It was the longest. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was the I'm five 35. year long year. Yeah, definitely <laughs> aged extensively. <laughs> I will go and introduce our guest today. We have Dr. Jessica Jamise Williams. She's an Atlanta native, a Black feminist, an advocate of gender equity and human rights, and a leader with a passion for social justice and empowering from the margins. So Dr. Williams, who prefers to go by Jessica, so we will call her Jessica during the show. I got her permission. Don't worry. <laughs> Um, but she is doing a lot of really great things in the mental health space. Side note, I discovered, <laughs> I discovered Jessica through a friend that actually referred me to a really great project that she was hosting last summer, summer of 2020. And I'll let you kind of go into what Healing Dialogues is and then kind of what you do day to day and then what your passion projects are. I know you've got some really fun things in the works, so I'll let you dive into it, but we are really excited to have you on the show and so grateful that you're taking out time on your Saturday. I know it's, you're off, so I appreciate, you know, giving us a little chunk of your vacation. Yeah, of course. Well, thank you all for having me. I'm super excited to talk to you. I love talking about mental health and wellness, especially with Black women. Um... But so Healing Dialogues was actually an extension of my dissertation research. So basically for my dissertation, I wanted to work with people who were considered to have a double bind oppression. So I used women and women that identified as fat. And as it turned out in my study, I also had all of the women in my study ended up being women of color. So we had triple bind oppression of having these identities that were considered soiled or unwanted by a dominant culture. And my theory was that we could eliminate shame and empower ourselves, kind of shake the stigma of these negative identities negative identities just through community and through authentic connection and this I mean this isn't me making this hypothesis this is like lots and lots of people cobbling together theories and so I just after George Floyd and just the news I never even watched the video because I couldn't you know it was just like same yeah I couldn't I knew I don't watch it yeah I'm like I know what happens and I I can't but I felt it was just so palatable, especially during the uh, pandemic, because we were all at home and we were all like shut off from one another. And so and I was in Southern California, so we were really shut off. They shut down everything, like sent us home from work and nothing was open but the grocery stores and like places to get food. So it was just a really, really wild. I felt full and I created Healing Dialogues as a way to say, okay, how can we continue this work? How can we get empowered just by sharing and just by getting rid of the shame? Like I shouldn't have to feel ashamed that this happened or I shouldn't have to feel burdened or guilt. I, mean, I shouldn't have to feel anything. Like I should have the, the opportunity to release 
And so I just made these communities and it just came like one right after the other. And I did not expect for people to, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought like maybe a couple of my friends would come, <laughs> but I was not, I was not expecting the, the outcome. And so that has led to me just like wanting to do more conversations. And um, I told you all I have like, I'm going to expand and do a talk show starting this year. So I'm really excited. Like, I just feel like conversation, like really authentic conversations can create more change than we think they can. And I think it just starts really simply and just addressing it. You know, a lot of people will come to my things. My very first thing was how to have conversations about race. And, you know, I had some people that were there with their notepad and their pen and they're like, okay, what's my one, two, three step? And I was like, okay, step one, do it. That's all. Period. <laughs> Period. Yeah. That's really true. That's yeah. honest. I, I... Um, yeah. yeah, we just can't be afraid and we can't be afraid to mess up. We can't be afraid to say things wrong. And, you know, I would tell, I had a white student at the time that I was teaching and she was like, I'm just so afraid of getting it wrong. And she just broke down in tears. And my other, my, I had two black women students that were like, we just needed to see, we needed to see that. We needed to see that it was hard for you. We needed you to say that. And we got you like, it's okay if you fuck it up. Mm -hmm. but I need you to try. And it was just this beautiful moment that happened between them. And I was like, if they can have this kind of reconciliation and all I have to do is create the space, then we can do this over and over again with different communities. So that's yeah. just what I did. I just, that's it, beautiful. It, that yeah. is just, um, that's amazing. And I, I just wanted to give a huge like bow down to you for being able to have the capacity to even do that with everything that was happening last year, because it, there was, like you said, it was just like a moment of like, I definitely get when you said you felt full because I mm -hmm. felt full in, in the worst way, not like full of joy and like, yeah. like, Oh, I feel great and full of love. I just felt full of so many different emotions and I know for yeah. me um I think I attended three of the healing dialogue sessions and it was just it was just cathartic for me to just tune in and listen in and be a part of the space even though I wasn't actively like you know actually having the dialogue just listening in mm -hmm. and I know for, for me especially during a couple of those it was it, it was nice to hear specifically white people saying like I am I'm trying and I and I want to do my best to to make this a better space for everybody and so that yeah. was refreshing at a time where I mean I've been in Florida the whole time so I would have loved to be in California during all of that but yeah. in this particular environment I think that was really really um really refreshing to 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 have that space so yeah healing dialogues man it I did not even like at some point I wanted to pick back up with my research and I was like I want to do something and I want to but healing dialogues was just me texting a friend in the middle of the night and I was like yo I have this idea can you make this flyer for me and they were like yeah so they made this flyer I sent a zoom link and it happened I genuinely just was I felt compelled to do it because I knew I could hold space 
And I was like, if I can't do anything else, I can put people on a panel who are willing to engage in the conversation and I can just kind of like drop in because I feel like my strength is often, um, well, A, holding space and B, I can hear what like the pieces that everybody's bringing to, together and I can make it cohesive. So I felt like, all right, I just have to find panelists. I have to find people who are willing to, to hold the conversation on behalf of the collective, right? Because like you said, there were a lot of people like you who attended, never said anything. And then they'll pop up in my email and they're like, hey, we heard Healing Dialogues last week. And um, can you speak to my fill in the blank group? I've had so many of those requests. I'm like, oh, okay, sure. Um, That's beautiful. But it's, you know, it's, it's, it's been really organic but also really rewarding and really fulfilling. I feel like I'm like in my stride. And I have sometimes like you, we talked about imposter syndrome, but um, sometimes I want to say like, oh, I've, I, I kind of stumbled into this, but like, no girl, you have a whole degree. Yes. <laughs> and you like <laughs> trained specifically to be able to do this. So I have to remind myself like the reason that this is so like you're in your flow with this is because you've been working at building the capacity to have this proficiency. So yeah, it's a nice like little reminder, like, no, you've worked to be able to make this look easy, but it's not easy. Yeah. Well, I guess, can you, can you go into, for anybody that hasn't heard of imposter syndrome and like, what is imposter syndrome? How would you describe it? Imposter syndrome truly is believing lies that you've told yourself about yourself. And oh, damn. you know, <laughs> it's, I'm about to walk away. I'm done. I'm not even about to listen to you no more. Log out, log out, log out. <laughs> but really like it's the truth of it is it's you believing in a limit or you believing in a picture, right? Or a story or a narrative of something and you believing yourself to be outside of that or beyond that or not enough for that, right? You're either too much or not enough of, but somehow you're not worthy of this thing. And um, oftentimes, especially with women, we will believe ourselves to be underqualified or to be not worthy or to be not enough um, for something that we are absolutely qualified for. So for something that we are absolutely, um, you know, justified, we, you know, experts in to some degree. And so it's like, why not try? I think men, our culture supports men being much more audacious. Than yes, women. and they don't be qualified worth the damn. Right? right? They Mediocrity. just believe that they are. <laughs> they just right. believe they are. But the culture And it works. It. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, a man, I just got done watching Bridgerton and the men like the summer is they're like, oh, I'm going to go to Greece and I'm going to go yeah. to do this. I'm going to go to do that. And the girls are like, okay, well, I guess I'll plan my dresses for the next debutante season. I'm thinking I'm trying to go to Greece. Right. <laughs> like, I'm, trying to, right? <laughs> I'm trying to adventure and learn some things. Exactly. So, you know, like yeah, just, you know, our society is always. <laughs> set up for men to be these great explorers or these great thought leaders or these great and say no we all have the capacity for that no matter your gender uh, or sexual identity and further 
like I feel like women have been so suppressed and people who are non-gender binary but have been so suppressed to explore even just themselves right it's like why can't I hate when people are like, oh, black people don't do that? Well, if I'm gonna do it, then obviously we it's, do. Obviously, we right. already done. If I already did I it, I used to hate that. And so, I used to hate that. Yeah. Right. I that was my one of my first encounters with racism. I was in New Orleans, and this girl was like, "You can't swim. Black people can't swim." I was like, "What?" It was. But so look at me swimming. Weird to me. <laughs> I was like, "Mom, I went. I went home. I was probably in like." fifth grade I was like mom mm. this girl said black people can't swim <laughs> and my mom was like girl people down here don't know they're free and I was like what that was wow. her response so I was like double confused <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> wow that's deep but though imposter syndrome is, is some bs I just I, 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 try I every day to try to reject or question at least the the narratives right like if I tell myself I can't do something or I'm thinking I'm talking myself out of it and it's like, well, why can't you? And who has, and what did they do? Like, what do they possess that you don't possess, you know? Mm -hmm. And how can, if it was a mentor or if it was training or if it was like, how can you get that? Or how can you leverage something that you have something similar? You know, I always try to think about like, I'm very process oriented. So I'm like, step by thinking about it, like, how can I make that work for me? Um, yeah. And that's one of the things that I deal with at times, imposter syndrome. I'm very ambitious with the things that I, that I have planned in my life. However, I have done the legwork and I've done the research and I've done the learning. And anytime that I feel like that's too much, that's a lot, who's going to believe that and blah, blah, blah. And I think at times, why me? And then when I tell other people, like, oh, I can't do all that. I'm not gonna, it's little. And, you know, I would basically just be like, well, why not you? Mm -hmm. Answer that question. Why not you? Also, I tell them, if you think you can, if you think you can't, you're going to be right regardless. Mm -hmm. So whichever one you believe is going to be right. And being an entrepreneur, and that has been the hardest thing to escape from. And with being feeling like I don't deserve the spaces that I'm occupying when the reality is my work speaks for itself. My, my energy speaks for itself. My customers and my clientele speak for themselves. It, it, it all, it all shows me that what I'm doing is right. So why don't I believe that what I'm doing is right? Why do I not believe that it's good enough? And that's the thing that I've been constantly trying to escape, but I talk mm -hmm. myself out of it as much as I can but then you, it just kind of, it kind of nags you. You're just like, okay, well, you know, that is a little hard. That's a lot to do that you, you have a lot planned. You got a lot on your plate. And mm -hmm. then you kind of talk yourself out of being as ambitious as you see yourself. And that is the ultimate betrayal to you. Yeah, It really is. Definitely. Yeah. I have a hard time talking myself out, out of, out of imposter syndrome. I didn't even know what it was till probably maybe a year ago, maybe two years ago. And I remember kind of like looking into like, this is a thing. Imposter syndrome is a thing. Like you can actually think you're not capable of doing the things that you're actually doing. And that's like literally me. And so now I'm a little bit more conscious of it, but it's hard. Like, it's hard for me to talk myself off of like, are you capable of doing this? You've done it before, but can you do it again? Are you really qualified to do this? And then once I set my mind to it, I'm good. 
but it is mm-hmm. it's kind of like a big hill that you've got to climb over and then get down on the other side and be like oh okay well I just climbed that hill I guess I did it I guess I am capable so it's hard to not get the confidence like after you've done it yeah. whereas like walking initially with confidence is you know the ultimate goal yeah I try to keep a track of like every impossible thing or things that I thought were improbable I say impossible with quotes I remember at one point I thought I was like I'm never going to be able to move to San Diego I have like zero dollars and zero cents I got into grad school but I don't have a job I don't have a place to live I don't have and I got there and so when I got there I was like you need to remember how you did this and I started then it was 2011 and every time I did something that I thought was impossible I would just write it down and I just kind of kept that practice to remind myself when I'm having those moments of imposter syndrome like look at these impossible things that you've done like this is nothing because you've done it before. And then it reminds me like, okay, how did I do it? You know, and I go through that process of all over again of saying, okay, you had to ask for help or you had to, you know, reach out to this person or you had to da 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 da. And so you just, you know, step by step, you get it done. But for me, I always have to remind myself. So I keep notes um, and I keep journals. Do you have sticky notes everywhere? No, I'm not a sticky note person. I will have journals. Um, I kept a I kept a blog for years. Um, but I'm more of a journal person and then um I archive everything digitally pretty much. So I'll have photos and like my Pinterest boards are I'll have certain things for certain years and I'll make digital uh collages because they're just easier often I move a lot (laughs) and then in grad school it became harder to do like a vision board a physical vision vision board so I started making things digitally um Mm -hmm. but yeah I just whatever you need to do to remind yourself of the amazing things that you've done like do that (laughs) so you so you can remember when you need to remember Another thing that I would tell my, that I'd like to tell myself whenever I'm thinking that's too big a deal or that's too big of a task to, to acquire, if it was really truly impossible, I wouldn't be able to imagine it. If this was something that was completely unattain, unattainable, I would not have the imagination for it. So I can bring it into fruition. But the only thing is, nothing is impossible, but it's do you have what it takes to, to do what needs to be done? to get it done and make it and bring it into the physical realm and bring it into reality. And that's yeah. what separates a lot of people. They, they're like, oh, it's impossible. They call it impossible as a shirk off, but really you just didn't want to do what needs to be done. You didn't remain consistent. You didn't learn up enough. You didn't put yourself out there. You didn't do certain things. Nothing is impossible. I've, mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't prescribe to that anymore. I cannot do that anymore yeah. because anything is really. It really is. Or I think sometimes it's just not the time, right? Timing mm-hmm. is a yeah. big thing. And sometimes you don't, like, sometimes I'll tell myself, like, oh, my gosh, you're, you've done, you know, these things. How come you can't do this thing, right? You've done all of these things. How come you can't lose 50 pounds? But it's like, well, I can't lose 50 pounds because that's not where my energy was. I was not focused Good. on that. 
I had to do mm-hmm. this, 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 and this, and that's how I prioritize. And so then this mm-hmm. suffered. And I'm a, I am I have to accept that, right? And so it's like, if I want something different, well, now I'm going to prioritize my energy differently. But I think, you know, it's also important to move with grace with yourself. Because I think, yeah. you know, it's not always about like, well, I didn't have what it takes to get it done. Well, yes, you may have it, but maybe it just wasn't the right time. You know, maybe I think about this often, like if I had everything I wanted at 21, I would have blown through it. I would have been in rehab three times. I would have been, I just would have been a wreck because I I just wasn't emotionally mature. I wasn't mentally sound. I just wasn't in a place where I was, I could have held anything with any kind of sustainability. I did with him in a nightmare and so I was like you needed everything that you went through to be able to be in this place of like Mm -hmm. just rootedness because it took yeah it literally took unearthing like uprooting and unearthing and all of this hard stuff really really early to be able to be in a good place now and I'm grateful for that but like yeah, Grace. Because well, I want to. Yeah. I want to take. I want to <clears throat> um, like uh, clarify what I meant by uh, doing what needs to be done. I'm talking about things that you have an active goal on, yeah. um, like like active things, not necessarily your list, but the mm-hmm. things that you're actively pursuing. You really have to dedicate yourself to it and do what needs to be done, um, not necessarily. And that's another thing. I I know that I'm a very um, tough critic on myself. And I give people so much grace. And another thing that I'm trying to learn is giving myself the grace that I give other people because I am very stingy with grace for myself and I'm very generous with grace for others. Mm. Um, So I'm trying to, I'm working on turning that back inward and making sure that I am uh, not thinking and um, criticizing myself into a deep depression Mm -hmm. because that can absolutely happen. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Moving with grace is something that I wish somebody would have told me like in middle school. Like I wish somebody would have just broke that down and be like, yeah, it's okay. Like just relax a little bit. Just, it's all right. Like if you don't get all, all A's this semester, life will go on. I didn't think life was going to go on. I was like, life will just completely fall apart. I don't it know will what's going to happen. And then that just got worse and worse as the years went on and as the pressure, you know, the pressure that I had in my head built up. Um, but moving with grace is is definitely key, especially, especially in your 20s. I mean, I felt like, God, my 20s was, looking back, there was a lot of really great times, but man, if I would have just like had like a little grace bottle and a little dropper that I could have just dropped <laughs> on myself, when stuff got hard and I just put more pressure on myself than was necessary, um, my mental health would have been a lot better. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think definitely keeping in mind the balance of as much responsibility as we place on ourselves, we have to have grace, especially mm-hmm. with the year that we just had. Yeah. So speaking of the year that we just had, it is finally 2021. Um God, we're recording this on January 2nd, if you haven't, um, if you're tuning in later. And I'm really glad that 2020 is over. There's like, there's this many good things that happened in 2020. <laughs> and there was a lot of just gunk, like yeah. the gunk that comes out of a car. That's what happened in 2020. 
Yeah. But um, yeah. 2020. I guess go to fucking hell. Yeah, and kiss my ass. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. 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 Yeah, please don't come back with revenge in 2020. But I can't be all mad at. I can't be 100 mad at 2020 because black girls have anxiety was born from it. Um, so I can't be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it's so many things. Um, it was a lot, though. It was it was a lot um, emotionally for me, especially with the just the whole racial tension. And it was like a boy a boiling pot that you were just waiting for it to just overflow, and it was like slowly overflowing. And that I'm not sure how you are in spirituality or anything like that, but for me, I I, I kind of recognize what it was. You know, 2020 was the year of that energy returning and the veil to be lifted and for ancestors to return to the physical realm, which is why there was so much revolution and so much um, call for action from so many people. And it was at a point where people, including myself was ready to die for it. It's like, I'm ready to die for whatever freedom I need to, I'm, I'm, I will fight for it. And it was just so charged and people, we had time. Because everybody was home. We had time. We had the time time to be like, you know what? This is some fucked up shit happening. We need to, uh, we need to address it and address it. We need to hold people accountable. Tear down this system. Yeah. It's just, um, so that was one of the things that I'm, I'm grateful for and I'm happy about, but you know, with the loss of my brother and with a lot of family, um, getting ill and stresses, um, involved around mental health and coronavirus and i said it kind of like cardi b but coronavirus and stuff <laughs> coronavirus but, um, <laughs> it I, is real i got i got nieces and nephews so every time i hear it, i'm just like coronavirus. um but <laughs> it's just it was it was just a very 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 long year it was a very mm-hmm. i felt it was like a very long year, but it seemed like it was fast at the same time. It was like the days went by quickly because they blended together, but they also went by so slowly, yeah. like at the same time. Yeah. Um, the days, if you singled them out, the weeks went by, yeah. but the days themselves were long. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if it was Monday, Thursday, Sunday. I mean, it was just October. <laughs> And I didn't even care. March. <laughs> it didn't even matter to me at a at a certain point. But it's just 2020 was a, a rough year. I'm sorry, Ash. I didn't mean to interrupt you. What were you about no, to say good. about um this year, the new year? Um now though. Oh, um oh, so I was just gonna point out and get out. So you know, every year January 1st hits and we get bombarded with all this messaging that says it's a new year. Be the new you that you could never be before January 1st. And, you know, we get the messaging about like the new you includes like a you that's 20 pounds less than you were last year. And a new you includes like you eating a thousand calories a day less than last year. And this is how you can do it. And a new you is like, you know, get bombarded with these self-help things. And um, for me, it's, it's kind of triggering. Like I know there's a lot of great things that can come out of New Year's resolutions if people can keep them past February 1st. <laughs> Gym has to be I, packed. I'm not looking forward to it. I just to want to packed. get on my machine. And part of me feels like I'm being a little bit cynical. Maybe I am about the new year <laughs> messaging. But part of me is also like, man, 
can I just get a break? Like, <laughs> 2020 just ended. I don't want to see my Instagram flooded with things talking about, like, lose two inches off your waist yeah. <laughs> January 2020 because that's what you're supposed to be doing with your life in, you know, January of every year. But yeah, what do you guys think about everything that comes with the new year? Um, personally, with the new year, to me, I think it is... Um, kind of a scam. I feel like you can reinvent yourself any time of the year. You don't have to wait until the beginning of the year to become someone or the person that you want to be. You can just be that person on a Wednesday, uh, mm -hmm. September 15th, if you felt like it. Um, I think it is, it's, it's bad, but I, I understand, but how some people work, you know, it's the beginning of the year. Let me try and do this. And, but, you know, a lot of times your interest in it, like it wavers and it, and it, it just kind of fades away over time. Um, but when you do it just at a random time, because you're like, you know what, this is who I'm going to be. And this is who I am on the inside. And this is how I'm going to present myself into the world. Um, that is something that people I don't know whether they're, they're kind of afraid to do it. Like some people even don't even want to start working out until it's Monday. You know, they just, it's, it feels like it's, oh, okay, it's a start. But you can, you can become your highest self or the person that you envision yourself as at any time. New year, new me. So, you know, I feel, I feel exactly the same as you, Aloria. Like I, you don't need a day or a time of year to make a change. And I feel like there are some people who do, right? Like you and I may not need that and you and I and people like us may feel like you can make that change anytime, but there are some people who kind of need the momentum, right? That's been mm -hmm. collective. Of, it's like in a collective culture around the reflection around the end of December and then the new start of the new year to kind of push them into starting something. So, you know, I don't, I try to just like not knock people's hustle of, I'm gonna make a new year's resolution and I'm gonna do da, 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 da And I'm like, do you girl, but right. um, I personally, I'm in the same way. Like, I don't, if I want to do something I, it doesn't, it's like, when is the next, when's the best time to do it? Like, I will consult with the moon before I would look at the calendar. Like, is it a new moon or a full moon? Should I right, let me look outside real quick. a new moon, let me sit down and not do anything. Right. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I'm the same way. Like, it's, but I feel like, you know, whatever, whatever makes it work for y'all. Yeah, for whatever floats your boat. Um, if if you want to do that. I try not to get too caught into the gimmicks. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I that's what I don't like about it. Is I think what I'm gonna start market. doing is start playing mm -hmm. in the stock market around New Year's. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna play in the for start, gyms. Uh, <laughs> yeah, gym memberships. I'm I'm investing so and and weight loss stuff and all that. I'm gonna do that mm -hmm. in like November and then sell it for summertime because sell it go down. Sell it in February. Right. Yeah. Sell it, right. <laughs> but yeah, the gimmicks the gimmicks are definitely real. Um, it's just. I have no interest in that. However, I, I understand how some people do need that kind of structure to, um, like, it's a clean slate. Um, a new yeah. year is inspirational yeah. for people. It's inspiring. It's like, okay, great. I'm about to start. This is the year that I'm going to 
dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. And that's totally fine if that's what you need. Yeah. But I just want, I just like for people to, to stick with it. And I like to not necessarily um, for, uh, not necessarily for just my sake to, I want to see you stick with it, but I want to see you do what you say you're going to do because that makes me feel good. I love seeing people hit their goals and reach their dreams. That makes me feel amazing. And I just, I get inspired by them taking it on. So that can happen at any time. So when people make those announcements about the things that they're doing and the things that they've achieved, I'm always so ecstatic um, to hear it, you know, because, you know, any goal is, um, it's, it can be intimidating for people, but once they mm-hmm. start chipping away and once they make it happen, it's like, you did that girl, you did that shit. So I'm always mm-hmm. hyped. So. Yeah. so if you're listening to this episode, and you've got a goal or a New Year's resolution. We are cheering you on from the yes. other side yes. of the microphone. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what time of year yes. it is, we're cheering you on. Um, so, Jessica, how have you been managing your your mental health this past like six months, or not managing it? I mean, either way, like how Ooh. have you been? I've been like, managing it. I've been. You know, my mental health, I'll say this. So July was one year since I lost my dad. And I was, thank you. It was really, it was hard. And I felt it in my body, right? Like as soon as July, his birthday is in July and he also passed in July. And so as soon as the months rolled around, I could just feel it in my body. And um it felt like from there my mental health began like this slow decline so my anxiety was creeping up my irritability was high I have broken so my sister I've broken so many remote controls to keep from putting a a hole in the wall because I will just get these moments of rage and anger and then the next thing I know I'm on the floor crying and I have a great roommate who you know she'll check on me and be like I haven't seen you today he's like are you okay do you need anything and I would tell her you know sometimes uh I would want to go upstairs and eat but then I couldn't figure out what pants I wanted to wear because I couldn't remember if I wore those pants yesterday and I didn't want to you know but it's like you want to put on those pants because they're comfortable but I don't want to be judged because I wore and it would just be this whole cycle um Mm -hmm. and so when I realized like you are in bad shape (laughs) um I called my doctor got back in therapy and got back on meds. I wasn't on meds uh, at the time, wasn't on any anxiety medication at the time. And um, I had been off for over a year. So it had been about a year and a half. I had been completely off of anxiety medication of all kinds. And I was super proud of being able to get off. And I was really I don't want to say I was apprehensive because I wasn't like I knew I needed it and so I called my doctor and I was very candid about what was going on at the same time I wasn't necessarily happy about having to get back on meds like I wish but I know that I tried everything that I could have I was trying everything to be able Mm -hmm. to you know I'm like I'm walking two times a day I'm doing yoga two times a day I'm talking to I'm doing everything I can I can't let it go and I can't just walk around and be angry. So it's time. Um, And since, uh, when did I get back on? Like October, 
I have been back. It took a minute to get just even into the psychiatrist's office because doctors right now, everything's backed up. But by November, by October, I got back on and I've been really good since then. Um, but I think the we're constant... happy for you, by the way. Sorry, we're <laughs> we're so happy that you know we made that decision. That's a hard decision to make, and yeah. Like, yeah, it's I you know I try to tell people like if you need medicine, if you need therapy, don't feel bad about it. Like just do it because you you have to just think about it as these are the things that are helping you get through your symptoms. This is not solving your problem. It's not an admission that you are too weak. It's not any of those things. This is so you can manage the symptoms and that you can be strong enough to solve the problem, right? Or to get to the root cause of the issue. And um, I knew that I was in a place where my symptoms were, they were interrupting my day. And I was like, I can't just be high all the time, or I can't just, you know, I I, I can't, I can't just do all of these coping mechanisms to, I can't, I can't, I can't just be numb. So we've got to figure this out. Um, I'm really happy that I, I went back on meds and, you know, it took a minute that's- for them to all kick in and everything to get regulated. But now I'm just great. Like I really, that, that takes such good. strength. I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, that just no. takes so much strength that takes. And a lot of people think that that's an omission of weakness, but to really be able to self-check and be like, something is wrong let me go fix what's wrong in me that is so much strength and i'm so i'm so i'm glad that you're on the the podcast and i'm proud of you for being able to do that and being able to be like my mental health comes first i'm not handling Mm. this the way that i wanted to and that's okay let me Mm -hmm. go get what i need to feel good and feel right again that's a that's a hard that's a hard choice to make because especially in our community where the yes. remedy is usually pray about it and yeah. it'll go away. Um, yeah. it, which is a whole other podcast we're going to talk about. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> that is just, uh, that's a, a powerful thing. So good, good for you. That's an amazing a- achievement to choose your yeah. mental health first, because I know that you are feeling so good right now and yes. it's a hundred percent worth it. So Great. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. It really is. Absolutely. I would tell anybody, like, if you're having trouble sleeping, eating, and doing the normal things, check in with your doctor right now. Like, they're, they know that people mm-hmm. are going through the symptoms of stress and anxiety and depression. And, you know, if you find yourself eating too much or not enough, um, and this is just from your norm, right? Whatever your normal is. Uh, or if you find yourself sleeping too much or not enough, if you find yourself unable to do just the normal everyday things that you could do, you know, um, then talk to somebody. I, I mean, just 100%. I'm a proponent of asking for help. Uh, and it's yes, hard, same. but you cannot you just can't make it by yourself. Nobody does. And if you think that they do, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yes, don't. <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I was, I was very selective, like with, when open enrollment came, um, with, mm. um, with my health insurance this year, I, because I barely use my health insurance anyway. I do mm. my yearly um, checkups it, and girl. that's it. 
and I know, but it's the thing that I use though this time I like the thing that made me qualify was what, what their contribution is for mental health. Um, mm. what they, what they contribute for that because, um, there are providers that do accept insurance and yep. that is something that people don't know. So I was looking at that. Those were the qualifiers. What, mm-hmm. um, what were their mental health, um, what were their m- mental health benefits that were included? Because I was like, I'm not going to pay a hundred something, you know, a month if I'm not getting what I need to get. And, right. Absolutely. and um, so that's why I'm so excited that the um, health insurance that I have now this year, because last year I don't, um, it, no place that I call took my insurance. So mm. I was like, okay, well, fine. I'm going to, I know um, it was none of the places it seemed like, but, or the people that I wanted to go to, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, yeah. We definitely have to do was, an episode for that about how to oh. find mental health resources that you can a mm-hmm. afford or figure out a way for your insurance to cover um and ones that you like that um, and one that that's likable yes. yeah it's a good um, fit and and it's it's a, it was important to me to have uh to have a, a doctor of um a person of color mm-hmm. because there are a lot of unspoken biases in um healthcare in general um mental health included so Doctors, despite them not even realizing it, they a lot of times compare your reality to theirs, and mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I want somebody that already okay. We 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 have this yes. in common right here, so yeah. we. Can, I don't want to waste fifteen of my sixty minutes explaining to you explaining the black yeah. experience, and I'm not, I'm not paying it. you for me to explain about my experience. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And that's one thing yeah. that is very important to me. So, yeah. <laughs> well, the I other thing you. I wanted to point out is um, when it comes to finding a provider, especially since we're kind of on the topic now, for anybody that's out there that is actively looking for a mental health professional, a, you know, general practitioner, a dentist, an eye doctor, if you do not vibe with these people that you meet and, and you set an appointment with, find somebody else. If you feel like you got a psychologist or you have a counselor that you're meeting with and you don't feel like it's clicking or you have a general practitioner or an OBGYN Mm -hmm. that you're with, you're paying them. Your insurance company is paying them. And like, that's something that I made the mistake of a few years ago of pay. Well, I stopped going to him after when I felt very insulted, but I had a really bad experience with, um, with a specialist and, when I walked out of the office and got in my car and cried and felt like I was just, it was a terrible experience, but that, that experience in particular made me go, okay, I'm going to keep going to somebody new until I find somebody that I can trust that is actively listening to what I'm saying. And that is actively trying to help me. Um, Because if you don't find somebody that you vibe with, if you find somebody that you're trying to convince of your humanity and of your experience and they're not listening, please find somebody else. Fight yeah. for yourself, and that, whether it be in the mental space or the physical. Or any space, yeah. Any, any, any space. And that's the thing. Um, a lot of people think, and that's the thing that makes me kind of sad because people will start and they do that. Do it. Um, they take the first step and try and find someone yes. and the first person they meet doesn't match. And then they feel like therapy doesn't work. 
it doesn't work mm-hmm. for me yes. when in reality it was yes. a mismatch with the the care that they were getting right. and that that's that's a tragedy to me and it's unfortunate um because then they they go unhelped and mm-hmm. everybody deserves mm-hmm. to get help everybody deserves to get help so when i started looking for um a therapist it took me about three months or so and i went through having consultations with people and some people kind of gave me a good vibe, but cost too much. And some people, the cost was within my budget, but there was like a stipulation of you had to have like four visits for the first eight, or what was it? Four visits a month, um, four visits a week, sorry, one visit a week for eight weeks. And then it was like one, two visits a month or something like that. But there was like a stipulation. So even though the cost uh, per session would have fit my budget, I can't see you four times a month. That was not going to yeah. work. So right, right, um, right. It, it will take a little bit of work. So if you're looking for a therapist, like don't stop looking, maybe take a break, ask a friend. Um, that is one thing. Like if you are looking for a therapist, um, yeah. we'll actually put some resources in the bio. Um, but I, I went to black female therapists on Instagram. There's a page on there and they have a big database mm-hmm. of, Black female therapist, that page is amazing. I've sent that off to friends, but just fight for yourself. No, no matter, I, I know it's hard to fight in the middle of like mental health low, but girl, you just got to keep fighting for yourself. Yeah. Choose you. When you get that one good day of energy, make it happen on that Use day. Use it. Exactly. Use yeah. it. Or ask a friend, you know, mm-hmm. like ask a friend to just, Hey, I'm looking for a therapist. Everybody has that one friend who's just the friend who will do it, you know, and just tell them this is what you're looking for. And just tell them, send me a short list, girl, friend, (laughs) like send me three (laughs) people to call. Um, You know, I I think you just have to, I've always said that I could not make it through any of my episodes, whether my anxiety highs or my depressive moments um, without my network without and I mean like my intimate friends I don't mean like my therapist network I mean just my friends that I can call up and say hey can you help me with blah 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 or can you call this yada 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 if I couldn't do that I would be a mess Jessica can you go into I know that you mentioned in um in your email earlier that you have a project and you're putting together a TV show. Can you kind mm-hmm. of give us a little bit, um, I guess as much info as you can, kind of like a sneak peek, um, just and some insight as to the projects and, and things that you want people to know that you're working on for this year. Sure, so, um, well, one thing I will mention about the TV show is that um, it'll be on YouTube and I think like late night with your glass of wine or your J and you're just like the kids are asleep if you have kids, but it's your time to just like unwind and just have a real conversation. And I, I likened it to like when I was pitching the idea to people and saying like, hey, what do you think about this? Um, I kind of told them, think about that moment after a party and you kind of lingered after a party and you had a conversation with somebody that really fed your soul, but you didn't even expect 
to have that conversation. You didn't even expect to, you know, have that moment, but you leave and you're like, I'm really glad that I, that I stayed late, or I'm really glad that I like hung around in the parking lot, you know, just that extra 15 minutes. And so Mm -hmm. I want to have those kinds of moments on this talk show and um the people that I'm talking to right now that I have lines up for interviews are we're talking about you know bouncing back after divorce um we're talking about identity we're talking about fighting cancer and having to make fertility decisions in your 20s we're talking about um you know, starting the entrepreneur entrepreneur life and like what happens when someone sees you and now wants to buy your business, you know, and, or, right. you know, you're on the precipice of something big. Um, we're just, we're just talking. And um, I'm just really excited to, you know, I got my team together. And one of the things that like, we had our first meeting and I was just talking to them and I was like, you know, I've always envisioned myself working with a team. And I went to Bali mm, like six years ago and I met with two shaman. I'm very witchy too, Aloria. So like we are kindred. Hey! But, <laughs> um, I went and I, I met with- I like, that already. I already clocked that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two shamans like on opposite sides of the island. So they didn't know each other. And they mm-hmm. both said pretty much the same thing. And they were both like, uh, you're going to be a teacher, but not in education. Like if you stay in education, it's going to limit your potential and you're going to be an entrepreneur. And I just could not wrap my head around that. You know, like I was like, I don't know what, mm-hmm. I don't know what that looks like for me because I don't have a product I want to sell or I don't have, you know, I don't, you know, it's like, I'm not producing this thing that I want to package up and sell. I have like yeah. ideas. <laughs> So yeah. how do I do that? But um, everything is just kind of coming together to where I'm like, oh, wait, I am going to have things that I want to put out that people will pay for. And I think I can make this into a business. And I think I can right. have a team. And so it's all like coming together really organically and really fun. Um, I'm writing more this year. Um, I ha- I don't. I don't know if I can talk about it yet. It's like, I won't tell you who my okay. editors are, but yeah. I have um, a huge, huge products, products, huge projects that is coming out um, by March of this year. And my editors for this book are two women that are household names. So it's it, like, when I told my family, they were like, oh, okay. So I'm that's like, exciting. Ooh. Yeah, that's amazing. Really, Congratulations. Really wild. Like when you talked, that's when you mentioned imposter syndrome. I was like, oh, I could tell you how imposter syndrome and I got through that project. Because when you're asked to be a part of something by somebody like, you know, I'm going to say Barbie. Barbie calls you <laughs> and Barbie's like, hey, girl, I want you to be a part of my new project. And you're like, what? <laughs> How do you have my phone number? How do you know who I Cheers. am? How do right. you and then how, you think, <laughs> how what am I supposed to produce that's gonna be big enough, good enough for Barbie? Yeah. You know, you just get in your head and having to having to talk myself out and in and out and in. And then yep. um I wanted to 
I wanted to write it by myself. I don't really have a lot of, I'm not somebody who has a lot of input on my writing. I don't work with like a writing group. I don't have a lot of edit, outside editors. I just, it's a very pure process for me. And so mm-hmm. I, nobody's read it. And so like, it's really scary for me to produce something and then have it out to the world. And like, this will be the first time anybody has even read it is when like, it's on a Barbie box, you know? Right. So it's, it's, oh my it's goodness. just, it's crazy. It's really crazy. But I, 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 I'm really proud of myself for saying yes. And just for getting through that entire scary process without just giving up or giving into fear you know I think that's the biggest thing like I didn't give into fear I didn't count myself out I didn't say like I'm not good enough or I didn't say um I don't have enough credential I don't have enough you know publication behind my name or I don't have enough of this or I don't have enough of that I just said they want me this seems wild, but I'm going to go for it because I feel That's like good. I can do this. Yeah. That's awesome. beautiful. Just, That's amazing. Um, Congratulations yeah. to you. Yes, Your endeavors are going you. to be amazing. I can I'm excited. I can't wait to tell you. I can't wait until everybody knows. I think I can be, I think I can say soon, but I don't know. So but whenever you have the information, judgment. let us know. We would love to whenever you on our page. To on the on episodes coming up like we want to definitely support you in every yeah. any way that we can but th- that's really exciting like absolutely congratulations 100%. like you deserve it i hope you know it's that wild. it's wild <laughs> you know what i think i think that i i very much see myself as a medium as well well i am but i even in my work i see myself as a medium and i i feel like this everything that I produce or everything that I touch or everything that I'm a part of is the agreement that I made with the divine before I even got here, that this is how, this will, this will be the way in which I contribute to this collective while I'm here. And mm-hmm. so this is not me, Jessica, like ego self stuff. I can't take credit right. for that. This mm-hmm. is the divine working through me as me, period. And so I kind of have to keep myself humble and keep myself in check like this is just you are a part of this process and it's beautiful and it's great and it's a blessing but this is not you (laughs) right like you are a part of this um and so it keeps me like it keeps me open I think as a vessel and it keeps me open to keep continue receiving and to continue feeling like I have something to learn or I have some I have room to grow I have there's more to do because it's not me, you know, it's me, but it's not me at the same time. Yeah, I definitely get that. Yeah, I don't, what I don't want you to do though is feel like you, you can also know that yes, you, um, the divine is working through you, but you're also an extension of the divine, you know? Yeah. So the things that are spirit led to you and you're being spirit led. So I understand being humble, but you can also still be like, yeah. I yeah. did that. I'm doing this. And yes. Give yourself, yeah. and, and give yourself those those accolades because you deserve them. You really do. And yeah. uh, it's so exciting. It's so it's a beautiful thing. I'm so happy for you. Um, 
just to I can't wait to I can't I just can't wait to see your projects honestly and yes. you, it's such an it's such an inspiration for me as well to uh to hear someone who is just which is my ass um beyond <laughs> here, um and talking about the things that spirit led them to do because that's exactly how it is and you know mm -hmm. it's it's a reason why I don't share very many projects that I do because a lot of the people around me don't really get it. They, they kind of do Ash gets it. Um, mm -hmm. and my, my super duper close friends, they get it. Uh, but they, they get it, but they don't understand it. Um, yeah. the way, because when spirit is telling you to do something and spirit is guiding you to do something, you have to just follow it regardless yeah. of I don't see the steps I don't see what how I'm supposed to do this but I'm just gonna keep going but mm -hmm. any step that I take is always even if I don't see the ground I know as soon as it, I'm always on something solid every step that I take and that's yeah. why I'm grateful you know and yeah. it's like a cheat code really I'm like man I need to get up on this because <laughs> it's really a cheat code to success it really is and I'm grateful I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for it so. Yeah, absolutely. Girl. And I feel like, I don't remember if it was um, Ashley or Lori that said this, but when you dream something, like I, I your dreams are your blueprints. If you can remember yes. it and you can recall it in yes. a dream, like it's yes. for you to remember. It is for you mm -hmm. to, yes. to take with you and to have with you. So don't feel like it's impossible or just because you, it was a dream, it doesn't hold weight. Uh, it absolutely does and you dreamed Definitely. it for a reason so you know nobody can tell mm -hmm. you what you can do and even people who love you they see you mm -hmm. through an extension of themselves you know like and what they think is possible or what they think is probable you have to so often just trust your own gut and um and reside in your own skin when you're making big decisions because other people will give you their mm -hmm. fear. And it's like, I got enough fear of my own. I don't need yours as well. To, that's going to just make me heavier. So yeah, Ooh. it can be, yeah. it can be hard. I agree with but... that. Definitely. And that's listen what, to your dreams. Yes. A lot of people, mm -hmm. a lot of people don't realize, especially when you, I, I kind of compare um, telling people your ambitious, your family and close friends, your ambitious goals and your dreams, telling that to them is like showing them a painting very, very, very close up front, just in their face. And they don't understand it because they're too close mm -hmm. to it to see the big picture. And that's why I, usually like the people that I do reading for is a complete strangers. Most of the vast majority of the people that I've done readings for and that I've done spiritual work for are complete strangers because they see me for who I present and who I am like yeah. in my entirety and my family and my close friends they see me as somebody like oh that's my girl that I you know we we go way back and you know and not yeah. my entirety like they they know their experience of me and mm -hmm. you know which is fine and and I had to start stop getting so offended because I used to be so offended. I'm like, why aren't y'all buying my shape butter? Why aren't y'all, you know, like this? And why are y'all not sharing my post? Why y'all not, you know, this, that, and the other? Why y'all not giving me this? Why y'all not sharing this? And I would be offended. And 
it dawned on me like, well, they can't grasp it. It doesn't make sense to them that this is who I am. Mm -hmm. They know me as, you know, Dominique. They don't know me as Aloria. So, and that's why I've been, I've been so pointed at, um, and so persistent and um, really stuck on being known as Aloria because that's the name that I am. That's, I mean, it's my middle name, but I've Mm -hmm. always liked Aloria. I've always liked my middle names. Uh, I have two, my mom, Puerto Rican, so. Um, we get extra names, but, um, you got 10 names. That's okay. So, <laughs> yeah. Social security card about longest. Uh, no, two pages <laughs> long. You got two cards. <laughs> 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 it's a friend it's, it's got pages. But, um, yeah, it's just not something that, you know, people, would understand unless they are also especially being an entrepreneur child that shit is um because you know society tells you to you know train yourself to be an employee and not an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. when in reality the majority of uh the the majority of new millionaires are entrepreneurs yeah but they won't say nothing about the right but anywho yeah (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, Jessica, this has been amazing. I'm so happy that you have taken some time out to chat with us. Uh, I'm super happy that you were on the podcast and um, hopefully we can have you as as a guest again sometime whenever you're ready to to, um, make your announcements and stuff. Like, feel free to use our platform too. (laughs) <laughs> we we definitely want to support in any way that we can like we definitely appreciate the work that you have done and continue to do um for those specific communities and just like congratulations on making it to 2021 to all three of us because yes. damn 2020 yeah, just high, never ended. <laughs> i tell you 2020 was relentless but you know fortitude mm-hmm and onward yeah. age of aquarius um, baby age yes. of aquarius yeah we're yes. moving forward we're moving forward we but we are sending and you lots of good vibes and good energy do you have an ig handle or any way for people to contact you if they do want to uh listen and follow you what i, what, I do i do, what I do. so to? um you can follow me on instagram um or twitter it's jessica underscore j and uh, my website is jessica jamise j-a-m-e-s-e dot com so those are the easiest ways to find me on the interwebs love it so we'll definitely yeah. include that in the bio and information yes thank you so much like if you guys aren't following her go ahead and follow her she's got lots of good things coming um all of our information will be in the bio as well. So again, thank you to Jessica for joining us today um, for this, another great conversation for Black Girls Have Anxiety too. Um, if you guys aren't following us on Instagram, um, you can- But you are. At, I hope you are. Um, <laughs> at Black Girls Have Anxiety too. Um, we are on Twitter as Anxious BLK Girls. 
Um, we're on YouTube. All the information will be in the bio. So make sure that you follow us on all platforms. We are also out on a bunch of different podcast um, platforms from Spotify to Apple to Podbean to all these different sites. So um, check out the link in our Insta bio and then the link that will be in the bio. Um, hit that follow, share. Um, we'll also be um, looking for um, guests to have on the show. Um, we're also looking for women that would like to share their stories about mental health. Um, if that's something that you're interested in, uh, give us a shout. Well, our email will be in the bio as well. Um, yeah, I hope that everybody is having a great 2021, sending good vibes out to everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we see you for everybody that's tuning in here in the States, for everybody that's tuning in overseas from England to Barbados to New Zealand. We see you guys and we love you and thank you so much for the support. Um, this is another episode of Girls Have Anxiety Too. See you guys. Mm -hmm.